Hey everyone, this is Jackie Cooper with Crypto Mom 2 Talk Show, and I want to welcome everyone back to this episode. I'm really excited to have a friend on, and we're going to be talking about NFTs and metaverses and all that's happening uh, because the this whole area has been exploding and it's really hard to keep up with all the topics. For those that are new to following my talk show, definitely like and subscribe. Um, I talk to people all around the world and um, I am fascinated with the creativity found within the blockchain. I personally got started um, in exploring the blockchain and cryptocurrency area um, a few years ago. So I'm considered a relatively newbie to this area, considering that some individuals who I speak with are uh, have been in this field for over 10 years. But um, as I've been learning, I have been interviewing people around the, the world uh, in the areas of platforms, white papers, Bitcoin mining, you know, you name it. And uh, the purpose of the talk show is actually to educate you about um, my journey and help you in yours, and also to inspire and empower others to learn how to stay safe on this, these platforms, as well as to um, encourage you to kind of reach beyond. Um, again, nothing that is shared on any of the shows are financial advice. Um, everything is personal opinion and experiences that you definitely have to invest at your own risk because like with every other market, there's volatility, but, um, this is a really exciting time and, um, I want to welcome my guest. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and, um, and then we're going to kind of dive into our two topics today, which is all about NFTs and the metaverse. Yeah. I'm Chris Deans, a senior manager at Deloitte's insurance practice, and I'm fully dedicated to blockchain and crypto clients. So, uh, you know, just love helping companies embrace the technology, think through the risks and, you know, in, per in particular, help them on the financial reporting side, thinking through internal controls that are necessary. And then lately, I've also just been getting into uh, to ideation and thinking you know, more broadly and creatively on, on new ways to, to use the technology. So it's, just, it's a lot of fun. It is. Um, I, I know you and I connected, um, you know, online on social media, and I was super impressed with what you're doing uh, professionally and how you're helping organizations and individuals. Um, what's been your experience in um, working or getting involved with uh, NFTs? Yeah, definitely. And I, I guess before I forget, just need to plug that any uh, any thoughts that I share are, are my own personal thoughts and don't represent any anything of the firm. And um, yeah, so, you know, maybe a, about a year ago, started getting into NFTs just personally uh, over the Christmas break, took a deep dive and, you know, it just really resonated with me. And, um, you know, I think just just starting very broadly, you know, before, you know, NFTs, you know, it stands, let's maybe let's just kind of break it down very quickly. Uh, you know, so it stands for non-fungible tokens. So whenever we think about Bitcoin or Ether as, uh, you know, crypto assets uh, for, you know, for exchange, uh, each one of those tokens is, is synonymous and interchangeable. Whereas a non-fungible token from the technology side, you know, still a token that, you know, lives on the blockchain. But each of them are unique and so it makes for a great way to represent the ownership um or you know unique information of something and 
um, you know, since it does have that uniqueness to it, um, just allows for, um, you know, I think when we think about intellectual property that was owned and, and, and closely held by large companies and things like that, these NFTs make for just a fantastic vehicle to, to be able to fractionalize and represent that ownership and let, um, you know, average folks like myself, uh, you know, own a little piece of something cool and be able to transact it in a very uh, transparent and immutable manner since it's on the blockchain. And so, which is, you know, really impressed by that. Uh, just believe that there's a lot of potential. And, you know, I had gotten into that personally. And then at Deloitte, we just uh, started getting phone calls uh, from companies interested in it, seeing uh, what early adopters are doing out there and trying to figure out, you know, how they can interact with their following, attract, you know, attract new interests and, um, you know, just really incorporate it into their business in a lot of different ways. And uh, ever since then, I've kind of just been plugged into that with, you know, at Deloitte and have been along for the ride. So you mentioned a few things. Um, and and again, um, you, you might have knowledge about this or we might have to, you know, share it at a future time. You had mentioned that a token is individual, but I do often see that um, on some of the platforms where I'm actually accessing um, NFTs, it says one of 10,000 or one of a certain number. How is that possible then if it's just, uh, if it's supposed to be a unique token? How mm-hmm. how does that work? Yeah. yeah, good questions. So you can still have a series of, you know, let's think, think about collectibles. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a certain collect digital collectible card, you know, let's, uh, we can use NBA Top Shots. It's like a LeBron James dunk collectible from a certain date. Well, you know, they'll, they will issue a whole series, maybe 10,000 of those. So a lot of people can participate and collect those. But each of those, you know, even though, um, you know, the intellectual property behind that is, is consistent and the rights associated with it, each of those is technically unique in that it will be serial number one of 10,000 or five of 10,000. Um, and so it, it, you know, while it can have, there can be multiple iterations of it, it's still, it's under, you know, still has that uniqueness behind it. Have you um, started to create your own NFTs? I haven't. Uh, big collector of NFTs, you know, have some ideas and that, you know, that's on my, my personal list once I get a little bit more caught up at work, uh, would just, you know, really want to explore that. And, you know, so many fun things. I was like, you know, what if I uh, started minting uh, birthday cards as NFTs and send it to my friends and then it's immutable and they can always go back and look at it. And, you know, it's a, it's a memory that will last forever. So yeah. I think there's just a lot, a lot of fun ideas that you can use for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I actually have started to create NFTs on OpenSea and some of the other platforms. And um, and just like you just mentioned, um, I have created certain cards just like that for this. this I haven't shared it out yet, but I was experimenting with the idea of, um, you know, for, for birthdays, for weddings, you know, other um, events. And you're right. It, it's a, a special memory that someone can hold. Um, of course you have to figure out where you're holding it, your wallet, you know, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation, but, um, are there any things, anything in particular about NFTs and that, um, that you want to share in terms of things that individuals need to be aware of or, um, trends that you're seeing? What, what, um, cause I know you're, you're, you have your finger on the pulse of a lot of things. Yeah. 
So one question I get uh, all the time is just, is Chris, like, help me understand this phenomenon. Like, you know, the, the sales went from tens of millions to tens of billions and over, you know, just under a year, like what, what is behind this? Like, how do we, how do we explain it? And there's so many just like silly caricatures that are going for millions of dollars. Like just, you know, I think for starters, maybe just trying to get our arms around that. And, you know, it, it, I didn't have a great answer for a long time, but you know, what really struck me is hearing this concept that there's this really this fundamental human need to belong to a social community. And so when I think in the past, you know, that that need was um, really satisfied in person through, you know, organizations and meetups and things like that. But, you know, as we live in a in a post COVID world where everything was already moving more digital, um, we're more, more remote than ever, you know, people are satisfying this need <clears throat> to belong to communities in these, uh, in these online forums. And so when we look at some of the, the most popular NFTs, they have these really strong communities built around them. And when you're buying, you know, that exclusive NFT, <clears throat> you're really buying admission into that social community and you can hop on the discord servers and, you know, participate as involved and participate with those people. And that, you know, that's also like a place where uh, there's a lot of collaboration <clears throat> and people, you know, thinking of business ideas, bartering skill sets and all sorts of things. And so um, that that's I think that's a, you know, uh, definitely like a key piece of it. <clears throat> and then there's also this concept of, of digital identity. And so, say, you know, going back to, um, you know, a digital collectible, Ron James, you know, maybe that's your favorite player and when you're buying that app, nft and uh in the future there'll be more and more ways to be able to kind of display that as a part of your your own digital identity and associate yourself with that artist or athlete or you know celebrity like whatever it is and so i think it also kind of speaks to you know your individual idea expressing you know your interests to, to others um i think that's you know that's a big part of the value that we're seeing in NFTs, particularly here in the short term, where I think, you know, most of what we're hearing about NFTs, it, I would say is just very novelty. Um, you know, there's, it's a lot about collectibles. It's a lot about uh, digital art. Um, whereas I think um, the longer term, we'll, we're going to see more and more like applications to business, um, you know, like contracts being written as NFTs and things like that. Uh, like a little more tangible and you know I whenever I think of value in NFTs um, the, the concept of holding an NFT and it having utility is, is really powerful and um, you know it's not you know thinking about the ones that you know maybe it is a collectible but does that cl collectible give you specific access to uh, you know a private discord channel or does it enter you into a drawing or does it get you into admission into a party somewhere things like that and so i think we're going to see more and more utility baked into these nfts and thus see um you know really really start to to use them in the ways that they're intended to be used I, and that's an area that i'm really fascinated about the utility side of it and also like you talked about how businesses can or are already incorporating. And that might be a whole nother conversation that you and I can have in a future episode. I, I want to kind of go over to another area that I'm really fascinated about, and that's the metaverse. 
because there are so many, you know, things popping up these days about companies like H&M who created a metaverse so that way people could go shopping and get clothes for their avatars and then eventually it'll end up being um, where they can, you know, just order, you know, from the shop and it'll get drop shipped to them. To me, it is fascinating. And um, also the technology behind it. I mean, that to me is just incredible that you can, and I know it's probably existed for a while, but you know, you can walk through rooms, you can talk, you can sit at a conference table with people and actually, you know, feel like you're in the space, not just on a now, I'm not going to call you flat, but a flat Zoom, you know, where we're, you know, talking. I mean, the metaverse has so many more dimensions. Um, what are your thoughts about that? And and what kind of things have you been exploring and seeing? Yeah, so, you know, I kind of arrived to the metaverse through blockchain and NFTs, but it's really so much more broader than that. It's it's a convergence of technology. And I think that's that's just a general trend in, in technology we'll, we'll, we'll see continue and um you know uh technically a, a metaverse doesn't have to be blockchain enabled you know we've had digital worlds think about like video games yeah uh, before and there's but i you know i think there's a, a an increased value proposition uh dramatically by having a blockchain enabled one and i think a great um story about that is actually from vitalik buterin who's one of the creators of ethereum so he gosh, this is back in 2014, 2015, um, was a big player on World of Warcraft, which we can we can call a metaverse, uh, just people on uh, online interacting in a digital world. And one day, uh, you know, he had put in a lot of work. He had a bunch of great assets, like spells, things like that. Uh, I don't know too much about it. but um, And then one day, the, the developers changed one of the aspects of it and to uh, remove like, a, you know, his favorite ability from his favorite player and it just devastated him. And he said he like cried himself to sleep and was just like traumatized. And that was actually the inspiration for him to create Ethereum because he didn't want people, you know, he saw the downside of this centralized control, um, whether it is within a, a metaverse or, for, you know, the, just the exchange of value, you know, whatever application, but the, you know, just the downside of, of centralization. And so he wanted to create the, the foundation of, you know, a decentralized economy. Wow. So that's what, yeah. And so I think that component is just, it's really powerful when you blend that with the digital world, because now, you know, yeah, like keeping with video game example, you know, we have this, um, you know, the, the play to earn concept, um, yeah, it's most popular by Axie Infinity, uh, which I think is still like the highest um, transacting NFT to date. Um, just shows the power of whenever you're putting in the time to earn, you know, these items in a game, whether it's like a sword or a character or you know whatever attribute, <clears throat> you can then you have control, act like true control over that, and and you can then and monetize that and and sell it on a secondary marketplace um but it's really you know it's transitioning that control from from centralization to decentralization and then when we also think about uh you know like another popular metaverse that's coming down the pipeline the sandbox um so you have that that blockchain um you know infrastructure um you know you, you characters like 
myself like I, I own some land in there I own some nfts you know like a sword and a dragon and things like that um and then I also own, own some sand which is the underlying governance token so so I have the right to use the land and these items but I also have uh you know voting rights if I choose to participate with those governance tokens to help with the overall decision making and so um you know just thinking of myself as a participant in there it's like um you know it you really like the users are more in control and can help drive these metaverses and it's just a really profound shift and i think it's extremely appealing for the you know the individual people um we're going to have whole you know it's the foundation to build whole economies within there you know people are going to be able to work in the metaverse uh to collaborate on projects you can you know you can play and have fun um and i i think of the metaverse really just as a blank canvas where um it really you know once you set those kind of foundational aspects of it and give the tools to people to to be able to create <clears throat> it's really um you know just opens up the the human potential for creativity to interact and, and experience in all sorts of different ways and so it's still super early and um you know there's a lot of tech you know like the augmented virtual reality technology needs maturing before we're really going to see the true benefits of when everyone talks about metaverse we're really talking about more of a future state um, that's going to be a little bit more developed but you know the potential is massive and the opportunities for for companies and organizations to develop those experiences again to to uh interact with their current followings attract new people uh, a big opportunity for them as well. One of the areas that I'm involved in, um, besides having a law background, I'm also a teacher. And so when I started to learn more about the metaverse, I was thinking about all the possibilities of creating, um, you know, something that's more exciting for students who are a, a separate from a, a Zoom type of learning that we had to experience because of the COVID situation. I kept thinking, if I had the ability to create um, like a little metaverse classroom, you know, where the kids created their avatars and then we had conversations and I was able to put on the, you know, the, the digital board, different things, you know, just the, the, the idea of engagement. And um, I mean, my kids, they thrived in the, the virtual side, but it, it took a lot of work and a lot of parent involvement and the kids were actively engaged, but not all the kids, you know, not everyone had that same experience. So I'm looking forward to the idea that the metaverse creates alternative school situations to help students of all ages and uh, learning styles, because I think that it will um, just provide more um, resources no matter where you're located, you know, around the globe. Because again, um, there are, are many in, in other countries as well that don't have the same resources that we do. And so if we're able to have an online schooling type of situation to provide the education to, you know, it just it kind of levels the playing field. It's that same peer-to-peer -peer type of conversation that you were talking about in terms of having control over certain things you know but just from an education side so that's in 10 years i i'm just kind of looking forward to either being part of that or seeing where it goes um, absolutely yeah i mean i'm a visual learner myself mm -hmm. and i would have paid more attention in history class if we were you know it's like you're on a field trip inside the metaverse exactly. observing 
history, you know, and things like that. Exactly. I mean, because you can connect people who are in Boston or other places around the world and have them share what's going on in that location. And then all of a sudden, like you said, there's more relevance. So what about on the business side? Where do you see that the metaverse might be going? I know we talked about the gaming side and that's there for sure from an entertainment and enjoyment leisure perspective. What about business? Yeah, I think there's a lot of interest from from retail companies um, to, you know, we talk about you have your avatars that are walking through there and, um, you know, these, you know, if you're a shoe company, being able to have your special shoes that that you sell to because I think, you know, people want to the metaverse is a great place to express yourself and, and your style and things like that. So, you know, they want to be able to sell you know, that merchandise so you can properly express yourselves or maybe it even has special capabilities and those shoes can jump higher or run faster and things like that. Um, So that's, you know, that's certainly one aspect of it. And then, um, you know, I I think there's there's really so many, you know, applications for for a a lot of industries. I I don't think it'll be quite right for most industries to take advantage of it. But, um, you know, even payment processors, you know, established like traditional companies wanting to be able to integrate to to help, um, you know, just for the, you know, the high volume of transactions that want to be that are, you know, are going to be expected within the metaverse. Um, So, you know, and then, you know, you can I think for each company, there's internal applications as well as external Um, kind of going back to teaching. There's a lot of, of training applications that can take place, whether um, you know, it's white collar and, um, you know, like at Deloitte, we've done, uh, we do like simulations in person on client interactions and things like that. Um, you know, a great example of how you could do that and being, make it an even more immersive experience and training uh, like that. And I think even more so for, you know, like construction companies saw something about even like medical training, uh, specific things. So, um you know, still building the the building blocks of it all, and we'll we'll take some time. But I think there there's a, just a broad range of applications to be used. So, your you, what is your background? So I'm a, a fine at Deloitte financial statement auditor, and uh, and and focus on accounting. And uh, you know, as time goes on, I've I've shifted more and more closer to the to the technology because that's what really energizes me. Yeah. So um, where do you see the knowledge base that individuals might need to develop certain skills in order to be part of this community? I mean, because all of us are, um, I don't want to say learning on the fly, because for the, the, the technical coding individuals, they have to know specific coding in order to, to work within the blockchain. But what skill sets do you think that people might need for as NFTs, metaverse, and this whole area develops? Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll start by saying it, it's, it definitely seems very daunting to try to get, to get involved. Um, Cause there, you know, there is so much to learn and, you know, it moves so quickly, but I, you know, I like to flip the coin and say, because it is so new, nobody really knows all that much about it. Um, <laughs> so even if just putting in a little bit of effort and, and, and learning makes you so much farther ahead of the game than most people. And so, just speaking from my own experience, um, you know, like reading CoinDesk every day and, yeah. and just just getting a feel for you know what's happening because it is moving so quickly. So even if you just start, you know, following the news now, 
um, you're going to get a, a, a good sense for what's happening. And then I think, you know, couple that with just uh, watching educational videos on YouTube, you know, you can go down some rabbit holes of, of all sorts of different topics. Um, you know, there's a, a number of, 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 you know, then reading books and, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to do just some online courses as well, you know, just on, uh, you know, these, these broad, like educational platforms, they have plenty of, of, of courses on blockchain fundamentals, which is a good place to, to start just so you can kind of have, um, you know, understand some of these keywords as they come up in other areas and things like that. So I think it, it's just a, it's a broad approach and it depends kind of which direction you want to go in. But yeah, my, the main point is, you know, if you feel a calling towards this, just, just start doing something, just start learning, do a little bit every day. And I think you'll be surprised a year from now, like how far you've come and, and, and how much more confident you are in, in just having the conversations and exploring thought. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that. I know that uh, when I started a number of years ago, um, I, you know, again, I, I quit everything to the education. I was definitely at a pre-K stage and now I might be at a third or fourth grade stage just because of the knowledge base that I've gained. But you, um, you know, like you said, as long as you plug away a little bit at a time and keep talking to people, you end up being a lot more knowledgeable. I mean, I definitely, you know, when I think about people who are doing the coding, I view them at the graduate stage right now. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and you don't have to understand the coding. Like that's, no. that's still something I'm trying to learn about. Um, but it doesn't stop you from, you know, you, you just need to, to build your conceptual understanding of how these things work. And yeah. certainly, you know, um, you can either partner with people who are more technical or, you know, you can cross those bridges like as you get to them, but it's definitely not a necessity to, to start exploring the space. Yeah, no, true. And, and even on the NFT side, when I started uh, creating NFTs about a year ago, um, I still, there's still so much for me to learn, but um, I, I realized through um, trial and error um, how to create and then what to embed and different platforms were a little bit friendlier than others. But um, again, it's like anything that we learn, you have to kind of um, stumble a little bit and, and keep going. Um, mm -hmm. You know, even right now, the Olympics are going on. They don't become gold medals, you know, medalists at the beginning. They ha they always have to have their first steps. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So any last minute thoughts on either the NFTs or the metaverse? I know uh, you and I are going to have continuing conversations as uh, this area evolves because it's so fascinating. But any last minute thoughts that you want to share as takeaways? Yeah, I'll I guess just that, you know, it's, it's so very early right now. And so, um, you know, years ago when I got into the space, I was like, Oh, I'm behind. Like, I feel like I missed everything and we're still in the same, same place. So, you know, there's so many new, new careers that are, are going to be made from this and uh, career paths that are going to, you know, change that, you know, if you, I would just say, if you feel a calling, um, I think it's a great direction to go in. It's going to be converging with other, uh, other technologies and, and we can really only see I, I feel like our vision is always limited by just the technology that's you know that new that the concepts that are right in front of us but as yeah. you know as we as these come together you know they create new things and then those combine with other new things that have um, you know come together and it's I think it's going to be just a really fun journey and, and want to see where this goes and you know, I think the metaverse is just like any technology. It can be used for good and it can be used for bad. And so 
that's the responsibility of, of us within the ecosystem to to be you know to to be thoughtful, to be responsible, um, and to make sure that we're building a, a foundation that is equitable and, and transparent for all. I would agree with you on on, on everything that you're saying, and. And it, it definitely is evolving. And as um, you know, a teacher, I'm excited for all the students that I'm um, helping right now because I know within 10 to 15 years, there's so many new things that they're going to be able to explore and um, career paths that didn't even exist. You know, um, you know, 15, 10 years ago. And you know, you you talk about Ethereum and the creation. You know, you look at Bitcoin. You look at how the everything all the altcoins that have popped up. I mean, again, it, you're right. Um, the limit is, is there is no limit. It's just our imagination. And, and what we currently know um, is just that. It's what we currently know. It's, you know, something new is about to pop up tomorrow. And all of a sudden we're going to say, wow, what, where did that happen? And how cool is that? So uh, for everyone that's listening, definitely like and subscribe. Um, I do want to share that... Um, I will have different links on the bottom of the talk show so that way you can um, you know, gain access to myself as a consultant. I don't charge for the consulting and it's not financial advice, but I'm happy to kind of share resources with you. I'm also in the process of writing a book I'm really excited about, which is going to be for kids and cryptocurrency. So definitely stay tuned about that. Um, so there's just a lot going on and it's really exciting to um, have you on, Chris. Um, thank you so much for being on and everyone. Thank you so much and be kind to each other. We are one world and let's treat each other nicely. Have a great one. Thank you. Bye. Recording stopped.